podcast on the internet got yet another season winding down here our 10th anniversary season's already practically over which means it's time for season previews for fall 2022 and are you guys ready to watch a sequel of every show that you've watched in the past five years (laughs) yeah i'm i'm certainly ready to have by my estimation like at least at least seven shows I'm going to have to watch weekly, uh, and that number gets pushed into the double digits of shows I will probably have to watch at least the first three episodes of. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, uh, there's a lot, and most of it is, you know, big name returning shows. Mm-hmm. Quite a few big names in there, uh, and, you know, a handful of new things coming in. But uh, we'll get into all that. Let's start by introducing everybody, though, as usual. I'm Jell. I'm joined by Iroh. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. We're joined by G. We wanted something meatier uh, last last podcast, and uh, it looks like we're getting it this season. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. We are. We already had a two-hour episode last time. Uh, uh, we yeah. might be. Uh, <laughs> I guess we might be pushing it again, again this time. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And uh, we're joined by Zig. God save the king. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. King's paninis doesn't really roll he... off the tongue as well. <laughs> Zig, I'm surprised you're here and not, like, uh, officially in mourning or something. Well, um, you, you can't see me, but I'm dressed all in black. I have black veils over my computer monitors. Mm-hmm. You know? didn't have any, like, right. ceremonies to attend or something. Uh... They they did the proclamation ceremony oh. in my town center this morning. Do you guys and, have and... to, like, replace all the portraits in your house with uh, yep. the new yep. model? Yes. the portraits in our house, you know, all of our tea towels <laughs> with the queen on them, mm-hmm. they all have to be replaced. Um, you say you say proclamation ceremony. I'm just imagining like some guy pulling up with a scroll. Like no, uh, that's a... that's what it is. That, oh, it really is. It's, what it is. it's all it's fucking like, theater. You have to you gotta, yeah, you got to throw away your bundles of of queen incense and buy the new king incense. Yeah, for your shrine. Yeah, it's going to be economically ruinous. The reason that the United Kingdom will be in a recession for years is definitely not because of all the other shit. It's because. There's, the country will have to dump thousands of assets of Queen Elizabeth merchandise. Yes, you know it's and uh, not all the other horrible, horrible uh, decisions yeah, happening. All of that shit. You know? It's, uh, it's wild you know. how your country is now ruled by both a literal and a metaphorical uh, Muppet. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we need to put uh, UK politics aside and uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. talk about some anime. So, Boy, do we. Uh, yeah. The oh only place where incest is more acceptable than the UK monarchy. <laughs> West Virginia? <laughs> well, well played. Well played. Uh, yeah, so we've got the new season, Fall 2022, coming up soon upon us. And we will start with a whole lot of returning shows, uh-huh. including many high-profile uh, Shonen Jump. Uh, we have our Shonen Jump Power Hour we can kick things off with. Yeah, we have at least one power hour every episode now at this point, but uh, 
We'll, we'll start with... Uh, I'm going to guess, Iro, did you add this? I did. Okay, well, Bleach is coming back, and the actual title is uh, Thousand Year Blood War. Does that yeah. sound about right? So no, it only old... feels like a thousand years. Uh-huh. The uh... old Bleach anime, which was one of those, you know, airs every week, super long running, the first half of every episode, is a recap. Yes. Lived through the jump from SD to HD. <clears throat> and so all flashbacks had to have letterboxing, Bleach anime, uh notably declined and was canceled like during an arc yes this is this is sort of the interesting thing about bleach that i think i've even mentioned a couple of times on this podcast that bleach has seen a really baffling cultural renaissance resurgence yeah yeah like Hmm. Like, there's a lot, like, it's it's sort of a Star Wars prequel trilogy thing of, like, I think I noticed this, like, two or three years ago. I mean, yeah, suddenly when, when you exactly started... the same thing, right? All the kids who grew yeah. up watching that became yes, adults and I think that's what it is. Income. Because I started seeing a lot of people be like, you know, actually, Bleach was pretty good, yeah. you know? GameSpot put out a noted article several years ago saying that Bleach is, like, extremely underrated manga. They said it was the Game of Thrones meets the X Files. Oh my god! Oh, god. <laughs> god, I remember that. You can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes. But, like, but yeah, yeah it's like so it's like, but but it is moment. interesting because as as some of the old heads here will remember, Bleach was the big was the one of the big three that legitimately got so yeah, unpopular it was... during its own run that, right, that it got canned. Like yeah, the anime got canned. Well, the anime like... did, and. So it's... And for clarification, the, the big three were Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. Yes. Correct. So. Of the and, time, yes. Of the time, yes. And, and so it's really interesting to... Because, as, as you alluded to, Iro, Bleach came from a very specific era of Weekly Shonen Jump anime adaptation. Yes. Uh, the filler arcs, the, the filler characters, the... Uh-huh. The filler characters who have to stick around during the real arc. Yes, too. yes, the the recap episodes, and yet now, Bleach is going to come back in what I would call the like high budget, the like... prestige era <laughs> yeah. of Shonen Jump anime adaptations. Like it's going to come mm-hmm. out in a post Demon Slayer Jujutsu Kaisen world, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it, the trailers look good. They um, do. <laughs> they've, they've announced it will be a four core um, split over time. Okay, and this is and this is the end. Yes, yes, this is the, the end of the series, right? The final arc of the manga, which I did not like at which all, which was dog yeah, shit. Was say, like that's the... the really funny thing about this. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead. Like... Wasn't wasn't the the consensus on the Bleach manga that it actually kind of fizzled to a close? Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't very good. Yes. The 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 thing about Bleach is that every time uh, the author started a new arc or needed new ideas he would just dump in two dozen new characters and he does it again and so it is every character fighting some other new character for what feels like forever and the problem is especially is that all of the characters that have been around who fans have come to love for whatever reason like they just repeatedly get their asses beat to show how <laughs> cool and strong the new villains are. And it's like every time, right? In a lot the of ways. Heroes, like, oh, check out my new, my yes. Bankai that I've trained for, my seek my like true hidden power. 
and then the fans go, finally, they've revealed their true hidden power that's been hinted at all along, and then they still lose, and you just go like, this sucks, actually. Yeah. It's... Over and over. So this, this is going to be really interesting because of... I need this up, though, right? Like <laughs> because, because of the next show we have on our list, it is very interesting to see the return of the shonen that we all thought was the most emblematic of the problem of long-running shonen writing of, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, quick, introduce more characters. Yeah. And uh, Bleach perfected the art of uh-huh. introducing new characters every arc. Yeah. What I will say, though, about the resurgence of a Bleach anime is that the soundtrack to the anime was always great. Yeah, and... I mean... <laughs> Hero by Shiro Sagisu of I was gonna say Evangelion and Xenon fame. Would you say that if you know, considering this season, that if you want to see some action, uh-huh. is Bleach gonna be the <laughs> center of attraction? Center of attraction. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Um. So I mean, like, sure, I'll watch the trailers, and I'm like, Bleach sucks, and I think this arc sucks but then i hear the music and i'm like ah oh, that is a good theme oh uh, that is a good theme song <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i mean yeah you you guys have at least a little bit of nostalgia for this sure though, like yeah sure I, mean... I don't think it was ever written particularly well but it had an undeniable sense of style yes if you were like a goth anime teen or some shit like you it was probably your favorite of the big three yes it was the one for the alt kids black and had swords yes. It always, because right. um, I, I was never a Bleach fan, I don't really know anything about it, even mm-hmm. compared to the other two, but it always seemed the most aggressively tuny of oh, yeah. the uh, big Straight three, up, dude. even more so than Naruto. Absolutely. Like, but I, I don't know, like, it, it's cool to be cringe these days, right? You know, do not kill the... You know, so... I, I I think it's I think it's cool at least that they get to come back and, oh, and close the circle. Yes, you know. But, well, by all accounts, like I'm not excited to watch this, but I think that it was not really fair that it got canned and didn't get to finish. Right, just a few <laughs> meters short. I mean, of the let us right. also let yeah. us be clear, Bleach. Bleach, the quality of Bleach was falling off fast, but let us not pretend that, like, oh, Naruto was keeping the quality up at the end either. Like, it did like, a lot a, better than Bleach. Like, in, in a world where we must be egalitarian about what yeah. manga deserve to finish their anime adaptation, if Naruto mm-hmm. was allowed to cross the finish line, right? Bleach... I will say, as, as somebody who has reread the manga of Naruto and Bleach all the way through during the pandemic, because what else was I going to do like Naruto does come out looking a lot better. I mean, I I think in the years since those, the big three were at their height. I think they mm-hmm. have very solidly stratified into tier lists. You know, with One Piece at the top and Bleach at the bottom there. Sure. And that's not not to dis Bleach, you know, but very clearly. No, no, it's okay to dis Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> very well. clearly operating on different levels of storytelling. Right. I mean, I, I, one piece and like is Naruto going, and Bleach are, yeah, are yeah. fairly close, and then One Piece is like way above. Right, I would too. say like the sort of the evidence is that One Piece is still going, Naruto's sequel spinoff is still going, and Bleach's sequel spinoff fizzled out immediately. So, so I, I mean, let's be clear. The... I mean, you know, again, 
unfortunately, more parallels than I would like to admit with the next show on our list here, but Mm -hmm. Tite Kubo is a good character designer and little else. Yeah. Well. I I liked um, four out of the five characters he designed for Shin Soccer Wars. So all right, we we, we can't get into soccer awards, yeah. but let's no, move G, on to the aforementioned. G, you, next as you have alluded to, our next show is <clears throat> the return once again of My Hero Academia season six. Season six. Uh, Speaking of a been... shonen anime that I am rapidly falling out of love with, but then I hear oh, yeah. the theme song and I go, "Damn, Yuki yeah. Hayashi <laughs> really is good at music." <laughs> uh huh. Yep. I, I feel like when we first watched My Hero Academia or like first read it in some cases, mm-hmm. like every single person predicted this, which was this is great, it's amazing, it's a breath of fresh air, it's probably going to be like it can't keep it up. in right. five years. Yes. You yeah. know. And yeah. That's yep. kinda of where we are. Does, you know, this I mean that isn't that not the the pattern with Shonen Jump? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is the life cycle of that kind yes, of Yes, like, it, it, it is why, you know. It's funny that we are not putting it in here with the Shonen Jump Power Hour and that we've put it at the very bottom of this list, but, <laughs> you know, we'll, I'll just allude to it that, in a lot of ways, the only way a Shonen Jump manga stays good is if it can end on its own terms. And Look, we're going to come full circle at the end of this podcast. My Hero Academia yeah. lost that chance, I think, yep. 50 chapters ago. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yes, season six. I don't really know what else to say other than like it's, you know, it's, it's like the war arc. Right? It's the war arc. It's the big like the villains who have largely operated in the shadows up till now are mask off in the streets. So now it is an open war between the heroes and the villains. Um, it's again to to to, to echo Bleach. It's kind of the problem that Horikoshi ran into of like new arc, new characters. Here's a dozen new characters yep. that you'll care about to varying degrees, and <laughs> sometimes it works, but most of the times it really doesn't. Like I might as well not even front. Like I'm not even going to like try to pretend that this is like for narrative reasons or that there's like some heady like thesis I have here. The only thing I'm looking forward to about season six is the introduction of uh, the internet's favorite side oh, character right. in My Hero Academia, which uh-huh. is uh, Mirko, who is if you've seen, depending on who you follow on Twitter, you've probably seen her. <laughs> she is the Wait. buff brown bunny lady. <laughs> Wasn't she already in the show at some point? Briefly. Cameo. Uh, okay. Uh, she but shows up. You she... might also be getting mixed up with the other buddy ladies who showed up. No, uh, I know I know exactly who she is talking about. Uh, 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 this uh, is the arc where Miriko gets yes. her moment. And okay. it was maybe mm-hmm. the last time. Like, I'm not even like, okay, okay, look. <laughs> she's really hot. But also, a lot of fans <laughs> generally agree her fight is maybe kind of the last time my Hero Academia was, like, kind of interesting and fun and good because it was willing to give a total, like, B-lister, C-lister member of the cast, like, a really right. cool fight scene. Cause, right, because she was, like, she's in, like, top ten heroes in Japan or whatever, and so, I think? Yes, so she is. when she, like, and they sell it, because she's just tearing through that lab. Right. right, because like the thing is, often when you do this thing, right, of, ah, here's the top ten heroes, and this one's the <clears> girl <throat> hero, it's like, okay, when does she get horribly brutalized I to mean, 
show the stakes. And here's the great part. She does get horribly brutalized in this fight, but she wins, and that's badass as hell. I mean, yeah. has the show continued to at least look right? I mean, I, mm. I'd assume so, considering it's a Bones production. It is Bones, but sometimes is the answer because unfortunately ever since they started become doing a bit more selective right? well ever since they started doing the movies is actually the main issue right. is that seasons one and two look great because they were kind of receiving the full brunt of bones's attention right. but and after season like two made they, the full internal studio dedicated to my academia right they started um moving more and more staff over to the movies the standalone movies which as a result right those movies look very good but you can tell that the TV series has suffered as a result right. ever since. There's still like the the handful of moments where they bring out um Udipon, Udipon shows up like once a season, basically. Bones is ace, who's yes. been there since day one. But um <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. It's it's that thing of like uh, you know, at this point we're you know, maybe it's a little like bleach. It's part of the furniture. Well, well, yeah, we're just like, watching yeah. it because it's there more than anything else. I mean, I'll I'll look yeah. forward to that Miraco fight. Uh I have very I'm in a weird place. Because I, I, maybe I'll wait till maybe I'll wait till more chapters of the manga come out. But I don't mm-hmm. know if Horikoshi could have necessarily have predicted or planned this. But it's going to be very funny if this is the season of the anime in which a very like fan beloved character gets her moment at the same time she is being brutally murdered in the manga. Hmm. Ooh, which is currently what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Like she, My... and not only is she being brutally murdered in the manga, she's being brutally murdered in the manga to save Bakugo's life, which oh, really God, pours God. salt in the wound. Yeah. yeah, like the manga fan base is kind of in a really salty place right now. Uh... But I thought they loved Bakugo. Yeah, I I gotta cut this conversation off. Yeah, let's, let's move on. But uh, <laughs> you know, we'll. Let's 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 talk about the thing in this power hour that we have only good things to say about. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know if we really need to even say too much about Spy Family because we just aired a season. They basically took yeah. a season off, right? Yeah. So like, yes, you know that's still fresh in our memory at this point. Um, yeah. Th- this I'm kind a... of just feels like this isn't a premiere. This is just them picking up the thread, really. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I feel like it's just they took a break for a season. And yeah, I mean, it's in a lot like of a, ways, yeah. there's there's actually not much to say about it because, look, it's it's Spy Family. Spy Family. It's going to continue the lovable hijinks that you liked in the first half. Yes. I would say maybe... I guess my... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I guess my big question will be like, uh, will this be enough time for them to actually get to a story per se or like will the plot move forward or is it i and again i use just I mean... very selectively here will it just be more hijinks which i'm fine with but i think obviously i think they will the latter right yes but i do think they will this this part of the anime that they're going to cover next will coincide with some slightly bigger arcs i guess like they are they're starting to interact with a grander meta plot around this part of spy family but again you know it's it's very much on the border i would say it would take a it would take a hypothetical spy family season two before we get introduced to like the big picture plot stuff um Right. Unless the introduction of a dog is big picture it's, plot stuff, then in that yeah, case, that's pretty. It's pretty important. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll so have... I. 
Go ahead, G. Oh, yeah. All I was going to say about Spy Families, I guess, is like in a season with so many big names, I would say if you want to like make the safe bet this season, right? It's probably this one. Like this is a this is the warm, com- say- warm, comfortable blanket mm-hmm. you yeah. can uh, wrap yourself in at any time, right? Uh, I, mm-hmm. I would also say that my perception, at least, is that this is one of the anime that has like broken out of the bubble and has become a big deal to to people who are not necessarily super dedicated anime fans. You know? right. like It is still very much a, a nerd culture thing, but I would say that there is... It has very wide your, your Forgers is a mainstream breakout waifu. Yes, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of art yeah. of her on the internet. Uh-huh. And, um, and I do think that Spy Family still, even up against some of the heavy hitters that we're, we're going to talk about, I still think this might <clears> be the show that has the biggest public appeal. You know that we'll it, it's a very broad stuff. it's yeah. a very broad appeal type of show yes yeah. yes i could it, show it, this to my mother yes i think right. there's my, only my, <laughs> my 70 plus year old yes, mother yes. i i think there's only a couple shows on this list that will maybe come close in terms of the the numbers game anyway i think right yeah right. well you know what i wouldn't show to my mother uh, <laughs> Somehow through uh Hell yeah odds. Yep. So I'm not sure how to feel about this because I didn't particularly like Pop Team Epic season one, but I am deeply invested in the time traveling show to Aoi plot, which was continued in Gal and Dinosaur. Yes. So you are you are motherfucker. (laughs) Yes, I need to watch this to see if the saga of time traveling Shota Aoi continues. I would be shocked if it doesn't. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, so... I'm, I'm kind of down for this. Honestly, it's been long. Like, because here's the thing: I totally agree that like I, I actually really liked the first season of Pop Team Epic. But I, it's I, the I kind of thing of if like, I can just, if I can just interrupt for a second, G. I, I think that. I am perhaps in a place where I am more positioned to appreciate absurdist comedy than I was a couple of years sure, ago. Sure, sure. But what I was getting at more is like, I had, you know, one core of that show is, I think, plenty for most people's palates. And I think yeah. it's like, it's been a while, but also I think that might work in its favor of it's been long enough that I could go, yeah, okay, I'll watch another like 12 episodes of animated shit posting. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, with the anime in particular, I almost just appreciate it as like a, I don't want to say a work of art, but the, the like, how do we take this shitposting Yonkoma and like, yeah, the, the way, the way they would use different media and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, the a, effort very that interesting... they go to, to, to kind of like keep the joke going. Yeah. And it was a very interesting audio visual experience just from like, mm-hmm artistically speaking wasn't yeah. there one half of an episode that was entirely in french or something there well they were they would segment do... with a french animator right yes yeah and they they, they had yeah. the gimmick of like the episode would air twice and yeah. it would yes. have different yeah, voice no, actors the second half yeah yeah which was including some shockingly inappropriate ones like akio otsuka it's pretty good yeah uh yeah so did i enjoy pop team epic season one i don't know but it was interesting to watch and i sure i'll watch i like like you said g i think that i've had enough time to uh <laughs> reset my brain yeah basically and, yeah uh yeah sure why not i'm i am hoping for a dino cameo 
surely sure surely, why not right surely yeah. that will be there somewhere they the, you know like live action segment right like at the guy in the suit <laughs> why not yeah, both yeah. you know they, they paid yeah. they paid enough for that suit they got exactly bring back. <laughs> it's a somewhere all right um so next on our list i i'm kind of surprised golden conway is getting a season four yeah so I mean, actually, so here's the thing, first of all, behind the, behind the curtain, I didn't put this on the list. In fact, I was surprised to see this on the list. <laughs> but um, I, just, I, I just stuck it on there because it's Golden Kamui. Well, thank you, Jell, for giving me yet another opportunity to talk about Golden Kamui. By all uh, accounts, the anime has pulled it back together. But yes, in all seriousness... I mean, I guess, the... I, I guess I said I'm surprised, but also I think the anime actually was pretty popular. It's fairly popular. Uh, My understanding is that, you know, I think we've said this a few times now, but ever since the story, you know, shifted from fighting people instead of animals... The production mm-hmm. has... Shifted to fighting people, you mean? Uh, yes, yes, shifted to, yes, my bad. Uh, it's it's kind of pulled it together, yes. Uh, my understanding yeah. is that these days, they... My understanding is, is that from season three onward, Golden Kamui is a competent adaptation. You know, it is not a... It is not a nightmare anymore. It is not a biscuit hammer travesty. It is uh, merely yeah. uh, f- uh, adequate at its job, which, hey, that's... Mm-hmm. Considering where that Hmong anime we'll started, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I guess and also like remember, its job is primarily to drive interest in the manga. Uh, that, I guess yes, that is. And the manga is done now. So. Yeah, it is. Oh, is it? Is it done? The yeah. manga finished oh, okay, uh, earlier this year. Uh, hell of a great, finale. Great ending. No. Great ending. Yes, the, the <laughs> rare manga with a great ending. <laughs> how um, um how far off is the anime from getting to the end? Then? If I'm if I'm if I if I were, if I were to if I were to make estimations, I think like, this will probably be the penultimate season. Okay. I think they probably have one more season of anime ahead of them, but yeah, season four right. of Golden Comet, based on the PVs I've watched, is it is kind of the <laughs> it is the JRPG equivalent of the penultimate chapter where you now finish up all the remaining side quests before uh-huh. you go to the final dungeon. Yeah, uh, right. it's it's mostly focused Find. on. Uh, on collecting the few remaining skins that are out there, and sort of right. building up to the final confrontation between the various factions, uh, on right, a more cause like, cause... sorry, no, no, go ahead, <laughs> Cause, yes, because like, there's enough enough skins have been collected that like, people ha- who have like half of them or sixty percent of them can look at what they have and start to piece together, yes, like what they the might rough find location, yeah right, right and so like the sort of the circle of the circle that contains every faction is getting smaller and smaller yes that's, that's right? a very good way of of describing it well uh, um it's some it's a way the kids will understand yes um, i mean but it, it does make sense right it's like the because yeah. you know the, at the start of the anime or the manga it, it is the entire hokkaido region and now it is constrained to like two like towns in a forest Filled with all these goofy <laughs> psychopaths, and yeah, it, it, it makes for a very good like pressure cooker sort of situation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, characters are running into each other more often. The confrontations are getting increasingly absurd and violent. Uh, you know, on a character storytelling level, you know, multiple characters are reaching a moment of reckoning in will reach a moment of reckoning in this season. You know, a a a a crossroads, so to speak, where. 
uh, allegiances will need to be finalized for the final confrontation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, it's Golden Conway, so, uh, yeah. hey, read the manga, but apparently the anime's yeah. okay too, so. <laughs> there you go. Redemption story here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's go on to our next item. We have The Return of Mob Psycho 100. Yes. Yeah. yes. Season 3. Now, I, um,. I really liked season two a lot, probably more than season one. I think um, I would broadly agree. Yeah, yeah. It's I am. Um, I... Go on, go on. Sorry. Got somewhere in season two, even though you know it still kind of ends status quo-ish, right? But like, right, I feel but... like, I feel like the characters, especially Mob you know, went somewhere in season two in a way that you don't often see in these types of yeah. long running. Right. Series, and hey, right? hey, don't and don't forget about all the character development that uh number second place Tumblr sexy man, uh Arataka oh, Reagan God in, um <laughs> in season see, two. I, I've never I I just I I'm not a Reagan fan, but Okay, yeah. okay. Anyway. Well you could season, say that statement but, out yes. of context and most people will agree with you, but <laughs> Yeah. Um so I guess my, can... my, uh, I have you know I I have no idea what's going to happen in season three. I haven't been I haven't been kind of intentionally avoided anything Same. on it. And like my my main understanding I... based on sort of some of the interviews that they've done is that uh, season three will admittedly be admittedly be caught in a bit of an interesting place because uh, the manga ended in 2017, and my understanding is that there weren't that many more chapters left to adapt by the end of season two. Okay. And so hmm. Bones has gotten out there and said that they're going to expand on some of the storylines they're covering. And that they will also... also explicitly said that this will be the last season. Uh, like, yes, this yes. Is, this is it. Uh, yeah, because they'll be out of material, right? Co- completely so... out of material at this point, yes. but Yeah, which, you know, that and just like... I was kind of satis- so satisfied where season two went that like I, I'm always wary of like oh god are they going to drag this out? Yeah, I, I more for than me, it needs to be dragged out. I I'm trying to treat season three as a victory lap because I also agree that I think season two ends so strongly that I would agree. I also don't think that you really need. And if you also, <laughs> even Bones agrees that like season right. two was a good stopping point, but hey, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I, I guess right? in some ways. In some ways, knowing that, like, at least this is the definitive end helps a little bit, I guess. Yeah. But also hearing that they may have to stretch some things out is... So, there's there's some concerns, I think. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, season two kind of built a lot of goodwill up for me personally, where, uh, you know, I'm not going to be all gloom and doom about it. Just, you know, well, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still Mob Psycho, so, like... Right. We're gonna get. We know we're gonna get some sick animation, uh, yep. <laughs> and you know, Mob is always a good boy, regardless of everything else. Mm-hmm. And you know, that might be all you need. Yeah. So, I you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know what I'm not looking forward to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one. Oh my. No- Another returning show uh, to your eternity season two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Conflict- for, I'm conflicted on this one. A bit of a refresher. Uh, I feel like those of us that did not read the manga kind of hated the 
back half of season one. Height I is a strong word, but it was not great. I don't think it, it was uh, adapted. Ranging very well. from ranging from not like to hate. <laughs> sure. Generally not. I, I mean, as as yeah. as Eero alluded to, Crime Island was also sort of failed by the adaptation as well, but. Yeah, um, I will agree that in like, general, I mean, I, the anime in general is sort of failed by its production, right? This, this is sort of the yeah. thing we got into at the time, is that you can have this fantastic story and these interesting characters and these really cool moments, but when your show is, like, clearly falling apart at the seams, it's just kind of hard to stay invested. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, you know, with the exception of the... Uh, the very strong final episode that yeah. you did very good. Yes, which you was know, excellent. I, I don't really like have a whole lot of yeah so, motivation to watch this yeah. at this point. And and, so. and the thing is that I, I gotta be honest, like, even if the production was good, like season two is gonna be kind of weird because you know, Eero, if you remember this part of the manga, like this story is kind of going in a weird place. Yeah. And I think like I think I when I was reading this part of the manga, I remember like I was really enjoying it until like halfway and then I was like I'm not enjoying this. Right. Much it's like well, well, for yeah. me I think the thing is that like so there's a very big moment that's going to happen at the start of this season that yeah. Aaron and I thought would have capstone season 1. And mm-hmm. that moment is honestly going to fall flat because it's been too long. Like, this is the problem. There's been a six-month, yeah. like, gap between, you know, when you saw, like, the foreshadowing for a moment we're talking about and actually getting there. And that kind of sucks because I think what Eero was getting at that I'm going to get at, too, is there's going to be a really fucking big-ass moment at the start of Season 2 that is going mm-hmm. to if done well, leave you with so much goodwill, so much lingering goodwill, uh-huh. that it sort of papers over the problems that happen in the next arc. Uh-huh. Hmm. But, no. because of how they've handled the pacing and production, uh-huh. I don't know if they can stick the land here. Right. Well, here's so, the thing. I, I believe they did change studios. Yes, there's a new I've studio seen. and a I new didn't... director, but Yes. Yeah. But that that then ironically, a, I mean that raises another problem, which is you know, will they be able to main, con- maintain continuity with the previous visual style and previous like? Do do we the want show? them to maintain? Because I I mean it that was, show looked fine for the first half. You the know, second and, half looked rough though. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But I, like ironic, half, ironically, I just realized the first season Springs was. Base. Brains base, and they're doing. They're actually doing Golden Kamui season four now. Mm. Oh, are they? That's interesting. It's not a. Yeah. It's yeah. not Studio Gino anymore. Oh, okay. Nope. Huh. That's. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Then. I don't know if that's a trade up or not. I'm actually not. Sure. <laughs> it, it, it's always weird to me when long running series is hop studios like that. Uh, like, it's probably like scheduling thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's probably how that it, works it's out. Still but, no, it's because you know Gino Studios all hands on deck for 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 pluto right oh god right is that or am i mixed up i'm not sure actually oh that was studio m2 i don't know what gino's working on happening yeah that that thing doesn't exist so (laughs) so yeah that's uh, so i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing i guess we'll see as far as changing it up because i would say 
the directing and production values were part of the problem of the second yeah. half. Yes. And agreed. If, I, I I don't want to say, you know, any change is good, but you know, at least there's a chance that maybe that improves. But I don't know. I also just like for me personally the even just like thematically where the story was going and everything uh i was not really a fan so i i mean there's also the fact that we are just coming off a season of made in abyss and i'm not entirely sure that i have the like, <laughs> oh that's true mental fortitude to go mm. straight into another like sad boy show so right uh, with yeah everything you know and love dying um yeah yeah um, I'm I'm kind of on the fence of whether I'm actually going to watch it or not. I guess we'll see what where I'm at when the time comes here. What other things I'm watching and everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it it, it it still makes me a little sad because I feel like yeah, I can see no, it's, like it's, it is a the, shame what happened to this anime. I I can see like the 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 core like a good core there, and it just you know, wasn't happening for me. Um, well, speaking of a show right. that fell apart in well, its second half in a disastrous way. Yeah, so... Um, well, it's second quarter, technically. Oh, jeez. New, yeah. uh, <laughs> new, new, new block of Tiger and Bunny yep. part two coming out. Uh, this is another one that just happened, you know, just a season ago, so it's still... Fresh in our memory of yeah. how bad that <laughs> final half was. Oh, uh, Jill, the first like six episodes of Tiger Buddy Part Two were so good, and then... yeah, they were they were they were good. And then, uh, if you recall, the, the the we ended with like the like, and the plot happened. Criminal guy, yep, breaking out of jail. He'll probably be the new bad guy, yep. and it's gonna be. I think. You know, I think. The best we can hope for is like the first couple episodes. We go back to uh, slice of life, workplace comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that is. I, I agree with you, Jill. I think our only hope for for part two is that we get another like four to five episodes of Tiger and Bunny married couple hijinks, and yeah, you know that'll be good and fun, and we'll all have a good laugh at. Oh, did you see that joke where you know Tiger did the thing? And then the second half will happen where the plot kicks in, and we'll go, oh, right, yes, this is why. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, um, basically. Yeah. Uh, I didn't catch when. I'm assuming it's going to be, since so Netflix, I'm assuming they're going to do the same thing where they drop probably all yeah. the episodes at once or whatever. So, you know, we'll we'll probably, I'm sure we'll pace it out again the same way last yep, time. Yep, that's, that's always the plan, time. because I don't like the binge model. Yeah, and I don't have time to sit and watch 12 episodes of anime in one sitting anymore these days. So, we'll see. I I mean, we're I I hate to say it, but I think we're committed now, G. So I think we are. Yes. Under uh, the uh the uh the the Kyokai Senki precedent. Yes. Oh god. Uh yes, once you've hit the halfway point, you're definitely committed. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, speaking of uh-huh. <laughs> speaking of sunrise mecha anime, uh huh. All right. Well, I I I listed these as sort of returning because they're kind of returning, but not directly yeah. related to things. So new new Mobile Suit Gundam drops. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think they they already 
did the, didn't they prologue the pro- episodes? Uh, yeah, a prologue, a, a sort of standalone yeah. prologue, uh, an episode zero. Episode zero. Um, so this is uh, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, the Witch from Mercury. Yes, and this is the first sort of core Gundam TV series in what since Iron Blooded Orphans. Since Iron Blooded yeah. Orphans, yes. Yeah, which is I think years? 20, 2015, 2016? something like okay, that. So, um, so still about six years. It has that, been a that little was bit after. Though. Yes, that was after Gireco, right? Yes. Yes. Gireco, twenty thirteen. Yeah, it sure was, Chief. Holy moly! <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, so yes, uh, Gundam, as you know, the the Titan franchise that it is, uh-huh. is back with more a popular new... than ever. Yes, a a yes. As funny as it is to say, yes, Gundam more popular than it has ever been in the West since maybe the days of Toonami. Um, but yeah, so you know, this is the new Gundam. That is uh, for people who are unacquainted. This is uh, this is an AU setting, uh, alternate universe. This is not the UC setting. This is not part of the mainline Gundam. These this is a standalone, standalone. Yes, a standalone story taking and, place. In... And just to clarify, most Gundam works these days are AUs. They don't go back to the Universal Century setting too. Often. Not that their often. Movie, other than their movies have been UC stuff. Yes, well, UC right, has but, sort but of I become mean, the realm of like prestige yeah. media these days, yeah. for better or worse. But what I'm saying is yes. that it's it's not unusual for this to be like. Oh no, no, this definitely is not, not like a bold oh, right, new beginning. No, yeah, no. Not. Like, I mean, like, since the 90s, yeah. like, yes, they do yeah. they do AUs all the time. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so this one is known as the Ad Stella setting, and basically the sort of basic premise we have gotten for this version of the classic Gundam story is that um, Gund Tech, which is G-U-N-D, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Gund Tech is the sort of umbrella term for transhumanist technology that has been pioneered in the setting to allow mankind mm-hmm. to viably exist in space. Yes. And um, our protagonist is, you know... We might as well just get this out of the way because this is probably the thing that people are talking about is that uh, this is the f- functionally the first TV Gundam anime to uh, star a female protagonist. Uh, her name is, right. uh, well, Suleta or Eri, uh, depending. We're still not quite sure which uh, name they're going to settle on for the, the I mean, TV she, anime. She changed but, her name to avoid being yeah. hunted down by the, the, yes, the prosthetic yes. the bad guys. So we'll, we'll use Suleta now just for to keep it uh, consistent. Uh, is a girl mm-hmm. from uh, Mercury who transfers to uh, basically Gundam school. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's a school for like training and piloting mobile suits. Uh, in a world where, uh, stop me if you've heard this before, uh, the majority of mobile suit technology is monopolized by a single mega corporation. Mm-hmm. With um, and uh, the thing about this one is that, like, in a lot of ways, I think the prologue is a was a fairly uniquely clever move by Sunrise because I'm going to be honest. Prior to the prologue. I'd say that my interest in this was my usual baseline interest in a Gundam, which is <laughs> I will watch this because I'm sick and broken, but not necessarily because I'm like... You'll watch it in accordance with the Kyokai Senki precedent. Yes, essentially. Yes. But And also there is just not much mecha anime these days. Right. You but know, the so prologue, you take what you get. Yeah, the prologue, I, I have to give credit where it's due. The Episode Zero prologue is pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I enjoyed you know, in, it a lot. I thought much more than I thought I was. Yeah, like, there's, there's, you know, I won't spoil it because, hey, I think that if you're going to watch this show, you should probably watch this prologue. But it's, 
it's really it, it introduces some interesting stuff and that is always the thing with Gundam is that even when Gundam misses and let me tell you <laughs> Gundam misses <laughs> a lot but even when it but the best Gundams are the ones where even when it misses it's interesting and I think that the Witch from Mercury prologue introduces a lot of kind of cool neat sci-fi concepts and storytelling beats that I really do hope are uh, continue to be uh, uh, evoked and interrogated in the main TV series. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about yeah. transhumanism and sort of the rhetoric of how warfare is sold to the masses. And, you know, there's even an element of like, I don't know, a pseudo drone warfare subplot with like how easy it is to kill with a Gundam in this setting <laughs> to the point right. where a child could do it. <laughs> Right. And yeah, I guess you know, and then and then I think the other interesting half of this is the staff attached to this Gundam. It's a very um shall we say uh notable motley crew of people. <laughs> um probably the one that's figuring foremost in everybody's mind is uh the script is being handled by one Ichiru Okochi who has written everything from Code Geass to Devil Man Cry Baby to Valve Rave to Lupin Part 5 to Skate the Infinity. Right, to Berserk, like, yeah. the, the no, Berserk movies. You know, Rob solving Zephron. the highs, plumbing the lows, and everything yeah. in between. Uh, the uh, other interesting detail about Okochi is that he is on record for having said that Gundam Victory is his favorite entry in the franchise. Oh, really? Ah, yes, ah. yes the, the Gundam that is deliberately bad. <laughs> it's, so, you, you have this guy, right, a guy who is all all peaks and valleys. Yeah. Um, the director... So this is either going to be really good or a disaster. Yes, so it, but I think either yeah. way, it will be interesting to watch. <laughs> Right. Um, on directing, we have Hiroshi Kobayashi, who's not as well-known. His main two uh, directing <laughs> roles are, um, well, Dragon Pilot and Kiznaiver. So, make of that hey. what you will. The problem with Kiznaiver was not its direction. Sure. So, the problem with Dragon Pilot was not the direction either. <laughs> okay, yeah. so maybe maybe it's, it'll be fine. Uh, but... You know, look, I'm you're gonna have to you're gonna have to indulge me and let me be on my bullshit for a little uh-huh. bit because I think yeah. the most for me, anyways, interesting part about the Witch from Mercury is some of the artists they have brought on for it. Right. Um, for for the mecha design, we have the sort of usual triple threat of Ebikawa, Gyobu, and Kenji Taraoka, who are all Sunrise veterans who have worked on basically every modern Gundam for the last like 10, 15 years. I, I'd say Any since, well-known hands. Yeah, yeah. But they've brought on two interesting names that I think are interesting because neither of them come from an anime background. They're both former uh, games industry people. Uh, they are uh, J.N. Thed and Wataru Inada. Uh, J.N. Thed is... I guess he's... He, I don't want to call him like an indie artist, but he is an independent mecha artist um, who's probably most mainstream work is that he did all the mechanical designs for the uh, portable Metal Gear games. So, Acid, for Portable like Ops, Acid. and Peace all Walker. Right. And he was the primary artist on those. I would describe his like style... Like those AI pods? Yes, like... yes. So, I would okay. describe his style as like a more structurally sound Yoji Shinkawa 
like he's more detail oriented. <laughs> he doesn't quite he what he lacks in style, he makes up in mechanical detail. Um, right. And then Wataru Inada, who is an armored core veteran. Oh. Uh, so it, it's that sort of thing of like. At least for me, and, and and look, so to to an outside observer, it's like okay, so they hire two mecha artists. It's like yes, <laughs> but they hire two mecha artists whose styles look nothing like standard Gundam. And in the same way that when Yobu was hired for G Reco and Iron Blooded Orphans and brought a really interesting aesthetic to the Gundam, I really want to see what these two will bring to Gundam. You know, which is I a mean, we, I, I we've mean, already we've, seen some we've of seen some of them, right? Yeah, and yes, it's, and it's in. It's impressively different. You yeah, know, and like... that's that's kind of always what excites me as someone who will, you know, I'll buy the toys. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the the suits this time seem to be like way more like exoskeletal slash kind of. There's a lot more like visible pistoning and all that kind of stuff, and they look a little bit more self consciously futuristic, which yeah. I'm fine with, to be honest. Actually, I think I think that it's an interesting new style. For you know, Gundam, which has always been very much associated with the very traditional blocky right. man in a suit style robots. So know. I guess this is all to say: Does this mean that this will be good? I have no clue. <laughs> I have absolutely no not. idea. Like, <laughs> like, only time will tell. Like, the, the thing I will say is that <laughs> what encouraged me in that prologue was that they are clearly putting the like. They are clearly putting the big ideas, like G said, about you know politics, transhumanism, and stuff. All of that stuff is going straight up up front, you know. And yes. Gundam not always the subtlest series, <laughs> no, but, certainly not. But you know, but by putting that stuff front and center, they are showing like, yes, we are aware there are these dimensions to the story, and we're going to investigate them. We might investigate them with a scalpel, we might investigate them with a sledgehammer, but mm. we are at least going to tell a story about these things, and that to me is an encouraging sign. Yeah. And like, because Sunrise, because most of Gundam has been big budget movies and stuff for the past several years, like their animation pipeline for Max has looks really good yeah <laughs> that prologue is Stuff maybe nice yeah it's that, that that prologue is maybe some of the nicest like 2d becca animation i've seen in a hot minute so yeah so here's hoping i mean yeah i mean i, I will have to i mean how many how many anime do we have we watched that start with a, a good concept and then fail to i mean i will point <laughs> I, I will point out that iron-blooded orphans on Same paper, yeah. was literally everything I could have ever wanted from a Gundam, and right, it still completely shat the bed. Yeah, it, it's very difficult to say with a with such a a long running series like this, you know, which has spanned the the entire spectrum from Wow, cool robot to War is bad. You know, it it could land anywhere and be anything on that. But but you know, all we can say is that signs are encouraging, and we want to watch it, which is a good place to start, at least. All right. Well, one more, I guess, old series I wanted to mention was coming back. Uh-huh. Uh, we're getting a remake of uh, Urusei Yatsura. The, the OG uh, Magical Girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the a, a uh, foundational Magical Girlfriend work. <laughs> the, the I mean, first a, found, big, a foundational the first big hit for, anime. Uh, yeah. For Rumiko Takahashi. 
Yes, uh, yes, that's who. Okay, so Takahashi. that is Rumiko Takahashi. Yes. yes. All right. This I was, was her I was, blank I was, out. Right. I was thinking to myself, like, is that Rumiko Takahashi? <laughs> but yeah, yes. She's had she's had a lot of she's had a lot has of any has any single <laughs> manga like made more hits. I her. I would argue she like regardless of your preference for her worth, she may have the highest batting average of any manga. I mean, you got like working. This, this was her first one, which like we said is like a foundational romantic right. comedy magical you girlfriend. Have your Sayatra, work. you've got Maizani Koku, you've got Ron Mahaf, you've got Inuyasha, right? Yeah, like. She shoots to I kill. Mean, like, a couple other ones in there. Most yeah. manga do not manage four complete series in their entire career, <laughs> right. let alone four mega hits. Yeah. So yeah, you know. So um, but yeah, there I, you know, I've never actually watched the original, but I think anybody, regardless of whether you recognize the name or not, you're going to recognize Lum. She's like the yes. one of the most famous anime characters of all time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, I I I like. So this is actually being done by I think it's David Production. Yeah, it's David Production. Yes. There, who is possibly the go-to anime for or studio for doing your eighties old anime. anime. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I appreciate the the trailer. Looks like they are keeping the. It's very stylish. It looks yeah. uh, it, you know, it's the same look and everything. I'm I'm wondering if it'll be as like crass, <laughs> per- pervy. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because like, yeah. you got to remember is that like. A lot of her older the, works, like that in Rama one half, uh, yeah. right? Because yeah. the dude in her theatro is like, "I've got a boner and I want to fuck you," right? Like, <laughs> yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Like, I, I kind of want to comment on this because I feel like, perhaps less so in Japan, but in the West, especially, I feel like the public image of Ursa Yatsura has been heavily tilted by like its most famous work, which is Mamoroshi's Beautiful Dreamer movie, which is a terrific movie, but it's really not like most of USA Yatsura. Just like, seems like... <laughs> I, I feel how like is that going to hold up in 20... she does is like... When he does something for a different series, right? It's like, yeah. wow, Oshii's movie or OVA or whatever for that was really great, and it's nothing like the rest. Yeah, nothing like, like the original is, work. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Beautiful Dreamer is the work which started off that trend, you know? Oh, yeah. But like, that movie is like very like surreal, like dreamy as the name suggests very thoughtful and like mainline Urusei Yetsu is, is like mostly a gag comedy with a bunch of dick jokes and like right. polyamory jokes and stuff like that. I mean know? so I guess that's the thing that's going to be interesting about this right is like is this a remake? Is a straight up? adaptation? Like are they going to like are, are they going to write new material I guess is the question right like and I, think I, I mean, I'm pretty. In... I'm pretty sure it's a re, it's a remake. Like they're t- retelling the story. I don't know how much well, creative like, freedom well, they're going to take on it. Setting but... to the modern day, right? Like, yeah, one assumes. They... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Ex- I, don't I know. would expect a new adaptation with like the proper amount of tweaking to make it relevant in 2022. But I, I don't think anybody's expecting them to reinvent the wheel in any way. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'll probably check that out as I do like dumb comedies. So, mm-hmm. um, do you think that you think that Rumiko Takahashi, like, you know, because we were talking about like horny protagonists and stuff, like, <laughs> do you think she would get along with Tomino? I don't know. 
I'm not sure anybody gets along with yeah. Tomino. All right. Like, I mean, I just, I just always think back to that evergreen quote from Tomino about uh, what's his name's about movies Shinkai, yeah. about Makoto Shinkai's movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Tomino would respect her uh, work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But however, well, I would pay extremely good money to see a Gundam series written by Rumiko Takahashi. <laughs> like, I would watch the hell out of that. That would be just interesting. Say, Sunrise, get on it. They already got Mario Kart. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so that's uh, there's a, there's a lot more returning shows. Obviously, we're not uh, yes, talk there about are all of so them. many. There's so many shows. I, I don't know why uh, Uzaki Chan wants to hang out. Was coming back, but uh, you know because things... she really wants to hang out. Or... Or or Marvel of Alternative certain, season like, two, uh, you a, know. a certain level of pervert cottoned onto that show, and they bought enough merch to make a second season inevitable. Uh, you know, nothing more than that. How did Encouragement of Climb get four seasons? Anyway, because it costs um, nothing to make. <laughs> probably. Anyway, that's the, so lots of other shows returning, but those are the ones. It's a packed season. We're probably meaty. watch. And uh, let's move on to new stuff. So, yeah. uh, I saw you guys stuck Common Rider, the new Common Rider on yeah. here. Hold like, on a already. goddamn second. What? But how the fuck is Common Rider not also in the sort of returning? It's yeah, between, between it, you know, it's the it's the tail end of that. So we're yeah, good. okay, it's, we're we're transform okay. we're transforming. <laughs> it is, so it is kind of the returning and kind of a new show. Rewind, it's a new series, rewind the tape. But... <laughs> yeah. um that's 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 already out though right first episode's out second episode are today um, yeah yeah all right so what's so, the gimmick about this one Kamen rider geats so what if a hundred common riders dropped onto an island and no no really is like the gimmick is it's are you for real <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. so but this yes. is not even the first tokusatsu battle royale garo already did this so like oh well if garo how, did how it then <laughs> How, how long before Common Rider is in Fortnite? Not long. I mean, like, Fortnite is, like, exclusively a Western culture thing. Like, I mean, but also Goku is in it. Yeah, but so. Goku transcends. Hero, <laughs> like, Goku's on such a, like, another tier beyond Common Rider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can have Goku shoot Naruto in Fortnite. That's all I know. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Common Rider. How is it? Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, the, it seems to be a Common Rider Battle Royale. They're fighting over you know you like they get seem to get points when they fight the the baddies and stuff and they're competing in the desire grand prix <laughs> to become the desire deity who gets yeah. to remake the world however but, they choose uh, there already okay. seems to be some shenanigans going on because the first episode is actually fairly narratively complex for a Kamen Rider show, which, again, it's a show aimed at eight-year-olds to sell toys. Never forget We are, we are but, grading on a curve. Yeah. But, like, the show actually opens on the end of the previous Desire Grand Prix and, like, depicts the ending of that. And then the end of the first episode is they're sending out new, you know, new invites, new power-ups and I mean, stuff that's kind of neat because, I mean, that's, that's literally how the Battle Royale movie opens. Right, kind of, yeah. And um mm -hmm. and what's interesting is that the show also like does a fairly effective job of decoying you about who the protagonist actually is because like for a lot of the time it follows like a like super white bread nice guy who's um mm -hmm. who's he's trying uh, to get hired at a job, but he's too nice. Yeah. He believes in yeah. world peace. You know? And then like 
about two thirds of the way through, it reveals, oh no, actually this super dick is our main character. And that in itself is encouraging because like, it's always much more fun when the main characters are huge dicks rather than... Are you sure this one wasn't uh, secretly written by Urobuchi as well? (laughs) Unfortunately not, no. But, um, But yeah, so like, they seem to be going for something interesting, like... Also, what we see is main character wins the Desire Grand Prix, and then but he's back again in the next cycle. So there's clearly some like weird time loop shenanigans going on here. So Wait, uh, I think the, that's the, also a plot of Battle Royale. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be like uh... like without wishing to spoil Battle Royale. Like part of the plot of Battle Royale is that there is a survivor of a previous game in sure, the world, sure. who willingly um, enters the game again. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. But like. Already, you know, they're they're dealing with interesting ideas. You know, it seems fun. You know, it it was like the belts for a change do not sing the entire chorus of a song before doing anything. Uh-huh. So I'm the proviso curious. Hit... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go on, Jay. Well, you you guys are talking about this battle royale like element, and I guess I'm curious. Like, so so is that so so that's that's the gimmick of the story. What is the like yeah. the visual aesthetic gimmick this time? Like, it's still because it, it's like game stuff, right? Still, right. kind of. It, it's huh, kind okay. of a cross between that and like a slightly more like techy, militaristic feel. Huh. Like, get, get yourself a tactical common rider. They're all still anime. Yeah. Or they're still still animal themed, but okay, right, yeah. And I, I don't know. Like the thing we always say is that it's so difficult to gauge what a show is going to be like from these first episodes because they're super formulaic, right? Like, you've got to introduce the characters, you have to, like, you spend a lot of money on some bad CGI to make everyone look cool and all that kind of stuff, you know? But the thing I will say, and the thing I said in my first look post is they at least appear to be going for something, you know? They seem to have an idea and they seem to be executing towards that idea, which is an encouraging sign. The other thing as well is, like Aqua said, uh, when he talked about Revice on the last episode, that, like, Toei has inevitably drifted towards rider versus rider stuff because it's more economical and sells more toys. And that only really works when the entire premise is rider versus rider, like it is this time. So there is right. hope that that means a more coherent plot with better reasons for everybody to fight each other, basically. Yeah, right. pretty much. So yeah, but there'll be updates, you know, like you can't tell much from a first episode, but but I'm intrigued, you know, I want to see more. Mm-hmm. Maybe Common Rider's back? It never Let's left, not get ahead unfortunately. Of <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I uh, mean, back to being good, oh, specifically, maybe, mm, but I we'll mean, see. Like, Give like, it another month or so. Yeah, even even a month might not be enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. It, yeah. Wow. I'll, maybe I'm treating, like I said in the post, maybe I'm treating scraps like a feast after Revice, you know, slapped me in the face for a year nonstop. But, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> there's there's at, least a, there's at least some hope. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to new anime. Uh, I uh-huh. starting. I I've picked a few shows on here to talk about. Sure, sure. Starting with a show that I hope they can come up with a better English of title eventually, but for now I'm calling it My Master Has No Tail. Uh, okay. Do you guys like uh, Rakugo anime with supernatural oh elements? <laughs> hmm. Wait, that's what this is about. <laughs> well, kind of. Uh, this is about a, 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 apparently it is about a tanuki girl who wants to fit in with humans 
but she fails miserably and is caught by another shape shape shifter lady. Oh, I love brand new animal. She uh, <laughs> she uh, asks the shapeshifter lady to be her her new master to teach her how to blend in with humans, and this lady happens to also be a Rakugo performer. Okay. And it's it's set in the Taisho era, so it's got that, uh, that uh, early twentieth century style. The, the uh-huh. Demon Slayer era, you mean? Mm, <laughs> yes. The, so- uh, the Soccer Wars era. The Golden Kamui yeah. era. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of. I, uh, I was sure repping the Taisho era before it was cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it it's it's very colorful and it seems a little more light-hearted than anything. But uh, I thought it looked possibly interesting sure and i'm gonna take whatever i can get because when when i was looking at all the shows that are not returning uh-huh everything is an isekai show which fortunately at least they're the like fun lighthearted nice isekai shows. isekai shows but they're you know i'm a little tired of those <laughs> they're fine uh-huh. I, I wonder why I have, no, I have no you know you know they're not they're not uh, power fantasy slavery shows at least, but you know I'm a little tired of those. So and there's really not much to say about them. So I, I'm digging for anything here. Mm-hmm. Is just keep that in mind as I <laughs> go down this list. Indeed. So, um, next on the list is the uh, the new PA work show, uh, DIY. To be clear, this is not actually PA works. Okay. It, yeah, I was about to say, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> it's, um... It certainly seems to follow that template, at least. I mean, this is more like a oh, wait, girls' no. club, right? No, this th- this one's... I'm sorry, this one's not PA Works. The next yeah. one is. This one is Pine Jam. Yes. And, uh, so Pine Jam, who I thought was dead? I'm pretty sure <laughs> I read that article. <laughs> Report wait, what else my did death they, what, were what greatly else? exaggerated. What, what but, else did uh, they do? <laughs> So they did uh, some some very obscure Glorio f- favorites like uh, just because and the surprisingly good gamers, which I will still stand up for. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they died. I don't. But I guess they're back. And uh, this looks like, you know, I I almost more want to just give a shout out to gamers. Everybody should probably check that out. But uh, if you like, uh, shout out to all the gamers out there. So I gotta if ask you like, you if you like dumb romantic comedies like me. But <laughs> this one is. What were you saying? What were you saying, G? No, no, you go first. Yeah, no. So this one does look more like a uh, traditional but well-made slice of life, cute girls doing cute things type of show. Yeah. Um. Which is fine. And but this they're time, doing, uh, they're doing DIY, DIY projects. projects. Uh-huh. Play yeah, the so, home yeah. improvement theme, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Make the Tim building. Allen noise. Yeah, but it, oh. it, it <laughs> looks you. fun, and there are previous shows that I that I did like. Uh, also, the trailer for this looked surprisingly amazing. Yeah, so right? here's the thing yeah. I was, <laughs> was going to say, guys, is like, yeah, okay. that's the thing about this. Let's all be real with ourselves. If this had aired in any other season, would this have been the, like, Super Cub uh, 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 yeah. unexpected yeah. super hit? Yeah. I think so. That's At what I'm hoping Just for. judging from how the, the visuals... Uh... That, that That's what I'm hoping for. So Also, like, and, and... because it's DIY-themed, all these girls are kind of, like, 
tomboy adjacent, so like there's a part of it that's like, well, it's a really busy season, but maybe I should clear out my schedule a little bit for this one. No, but in their previous works, like they 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 were very like well directed and handled like subtleties and relationships and things very well, and just mm-hmm. like. And they did. They were also very well animated to start, and then kind of fall apart later. Ah, well, I'm a little more concerned about. But uh, especially since again, I thought they were dead. But um, we'll see. I, I am hoping for that, as you mentioned, G, that Super Cub style surprise, uh, chill show, uh, to add into the mix here. So hopefully, that's what we get. Yeah. Okay. So, I jumped the gun. This is the PA Work <laughs> Show. Uh, it's the... They're doing Akiba Made War. Uh, is... <laughs> Great. Uh, which... That's uh, the title you know you can trust. Yeah. This is about a girl who really wants to be a maid in uh, Akihabara. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, Let's stop um, for a moment. I guess... That kind of person... She, that kind of person doesn't exist, right? People apparently not... she teams up with a former maid who comes out of retirement in some capacity and I'm pretty sure this is just going to be another PA Works working women show but wait so this is actually one maids. of wait so this is original then I believe yes, so it huh. is an original okay because I saw PA Works but then I saw like the title and I was like oh is PA Works doing another like for to pay the bills adaptation or something but no, I think I think this is a uh, yeah. So it, it's interesting in the trailer, they show like the girls doing their job and acting all cute maids and everything, and then like <clears throat> mm-hmm. in between them working, they just like blur and censor everything out. Like there's censor beeps and everything. Like who sure. knows what horrible things they're saying or whatever. Uh-huh. So I mean, this key in this key art, somebody's holding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So, um, there's not a lot of, like, info out. I don't know if there will be an actual war, maybe? But, uh, yeah. It'll be, um, interesting. An adult-oriented out... made-work anime. Yeah, I I mean, we always check out the PA Work shows, and if this ends up being another working women thing, then, you know, so be it. Alright, so let's move on to uh, Legend of Mana. Yes, the nineteen ninety nine PS one game for for, for whatever reason. Yeah, who's for making some reason, a Legend of Mana anime in twenty twenty two? For some reason, of all the uh, Seiken Dead Setsu games, they've decided to make this one. I don't even remember this anime. game having that much of a story. Like, I mean, all of them are a bit story light to be. Yeah, fair, I mean, it's right? not the raison d'etre of the Seiken Dead Setsu right. series. But uh, for some reason, they are making an anime of this one. Um, yeah, I don't. I barely remember the game. I don't even know if I played it. I only remember. It had a weird, like, not quite city builder, but you totally had to place thing. You you were totally making the world map as you went on, uh, and trying to like. Okay. And it did I mean, still did have the like. Them. Did did the Enix side of Square Enix see like the Square side re-releasing Chrono Cross and go, aha, 
now is our time to strike or something. Like, yeah, I I think there was some kind of like anniversary, anniversary tie-in or something. Sure. I just don't know why, like, because like all all the all the, well, I, I guess it's hard for me to say because at least from the Western perspective, the the big one is Secret of Mana, which is Second and Sensor Two, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, this is what four. And this is four. Yeah. I feel like three is usually like the most critically acclaimed one, right? Well, it, I I think part of that is also because it we didn't get it in the West, yeah. and so it sort of acquired a forbidden. I'm reading thing. that it, apparently this is because somebody at Warner Brothers Japan really really <laughs> liked Legend of Mana, and like contacted <laughs> the Mana series producer at Square, saying we gotta do something. All See, right. one of the, that's one at of least situations. a motivation. That's at least a motivation I can respect. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. But well, yeah, it it seems completely bizarre. Yeah. So apparently, the the remaster for Legend of Mana was made because this anime began production. That's wild. <laughs> so you get you get somebody high enough up that likes the game, and all this happens. I right? guess so. But uh, yeah, I it's I w- I watched the trailer and uh, you know they do, I think they do a good job capturing the look of the sh- of the game or the art of the yeah. art, I guess more so than the game, although the trailer doesn't have a lot of animation in it, right? Like kind of uncomfortably so. So I don't know if it's actually going to be any good. I just feel like it's a, a game anime are generally not terribly good. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. I'm like I'm debating would I even want like a Secret of Mana adaptation no. or something like yeah like the, I don't feel like any of these games would translate well to like anime, but yeah, it's you know, I don't know, man. Make, it's just, make a, it's just make a, so bizarre, right? Make make a Final Fantasy adventure anime. Uh, God, don't <laughs> even that fucking game. Fuck that. Street Fighter 2010 anime. I played that game as a child, and I got permanently stuck because of Eggbug, and... Yeah. And so this I led to your that. lifelong hatred for all Final Fantasy games. It's... Yeah, that was back when uh, that was back when anything from Squaresoft, when it came to America, they put Final Fantasy on it, right? Yep. I mean, Unless I think... it was Final Fantasy 2 or 3, or 5. <laughs> it still said Final Fantasy on it. Um, I think I, I believe I believe the original game is Second Densetsu Final Fantasy Gaiden. So, oh, like the first one, yeah, which okay. is Final, which All is right. Final Fantasy Adventure on the Game Boy, um, right? Which is Final Fantasy, right? Okay, I didn't know that actually. That's interesting, but yeah. Shout out to Final Fantasy Legend, which I think was a saga game. Yeah, I believe that is game a saga Boy. game. Yeah, but I actually enjoyed that. The only saga game I enjoyed. <laughs> Anyway, this anime probably isn't going to be good, but it was a fun, it was a fun, interesting curiosity I thought to mention. Yeah, extremely bizarre thing to happen. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Eternal Boys. I don't I know, any, bring, well, I don't know what this is. I'm not I even to bring sure why this, this is on the list. <laughs> yeah, I have so no this, idea. So this is an idol show where oh God, this okay idol idol company is going bankrupt and they need some kind of gimmick to save themselves 
Oh, right. Yes. No, I did the, see this. The gimmick is uh, they bring in six middle-aged men to form an idol group, uh, which I looked up. I think they're all at least 35 years old, so they are actually older uh, <laughs> characters. <laughs> they're just but, still, because it's anime, they still look 20. Yeah, like, of course. They, they still they're still all 20, impossibly but, Bishonen. Yeah. Like. I, don't know how, I don't know if that's going to make much of a difference. It did, sure. mention in the, it did mention in the description that... The, they have to overcome the many hurdles of age and physical ability. Uh-huh. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are they gonna like all have like bad backs or something uh, while I they're mean, trying shit. to do the dance? I've got moves a bad back. And... Yeah. So, um, I, it's an amusing concept. Sure. I kind of wish they did, like you mentioned. I kind of wish they did like actually make them look older and not like they are still, you know, generically handsome. Yeah. Twenty. Uh, I mean, a couple of them have days. like a five o'clock shadow. That's about it. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. like I'm looking at this dude with like the multicolor hair and stuff. I'm like, come on. But uh, also the trailer, the animation looks pretty rough. It's Leiden Films, apparently. But um, yes, Leiden Films is very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Also, they, they, go ahead. Yeah, they, maybe they ran out of money after doing a Call of the Night this season, uh, that that which too? looks okay. which looks amazing. Um, the but... the other thing about this that caught my eye is that uh, it, the person for writing is Kimiko Ueno, who has done some very good work on uh, Space Dandy. Right, I was about to say that's Carol and Tuesday. The the one who wrote the good episodes, <laughs> uh, the good episodes. Little Witch Academia. Though, like, for example, or her work, though, like, for example, her couple of episodes in Uray Deco, I didn't think were that that great. And well, nobody you know. bats a hundred, right? But um, hard to hard to pull something out of a burning dumpster fire. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, her episodes of Space Dandy and Little Academia and Carol and Tuesday and. All that were are some of the best episodes in those shows. So, which, so yeah, uh, which Dandy episodes sure. did she do? Oh God, oh, I have man, to pull the top the list. Of my head. Yeah, that's um, my goodness. I believe she, okay, I'm 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 stalling by speaking aloud. <laughs> uh, he did the. Let's see here the, zombie episode. The race episode, the Meow's Home Planet episode. The Meow's oh, Home okay, Planet sure. episode is a stone cold yeah. classic. The the Chameleonian episode, the multiple universe versions episode. Okay. Yes, that's... Uh, oh yeah. The rock and roll band episode, and the oh yeah, and the Dandy has to date Scarlet episode. Those are that's pretty much a roll call of some of the best episodes of that show. <laughs> like I said. So. She did also, the yeah. brace episode of Orange Academia. And she wrote she wrote the baseball episode of BNA, so <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. the best episode. Uh, so that's that's encouraging. Uh right. Yeah. But you know, that only means so much. Yeah, I mean I mean you, you still mean, need like a solid work... premise and foundation right. to work with, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think at its best, this could be fun, but I'm not necessarily getting my hopes up. Right, I'm just, just amused by the concept of, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, let's make a middle-aged 
idol group but it's, it's it's a name on when i see on script um i go oh yeah so. <laughs> i'll watch the first episode yeah all right let's uh let's end on the big one here i guess the 800 uh, pound chainsaw in the room the, the hype the mm-hmm. hype train has been building up steam for weeks and months now for uh-huh. chainsaw man it's coming this season finally. So, judging from the name of this, I'm assuming it's like an idol slash slice of life cute <laughs> thing show. All right, I still have no idea what Chase on Man is. Can somebody? I'm sure. I guess as give the... me a little uh, spoiler free enlightenment. Yeah, of... no. I guess as the one person here By who is yeah. uh, familiar with the uh, the works of one Tatsuki Fujimoto, uh, Chainsaw Man is a uh, is a manga published in Weekly Shonen Jump <laughs> by uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto of Fire Punch fame. And um, I guess the basic premise of Chainsaw Man is it sort of takes place in, you know, a, a, a modern-day world, but a world in which uh, demons exist, and they are the personified representations of people's fears. Uh, the more a person fears a concept, the stronger a devil is. Um... And and when you say they exist, is this common knowledge, or is it still like a secret? Yes, it is pretty common knowledge. Yes, okay, um, right. the the sort of the sort of inciting events of the world of Chainsaw Man uh, is, I guess, I, to keep it vague, is the apotheosis of the strongest devil, the devil that represents the the fear. Most the concept most feared in the world of Chainsaw Man, the Gun Devil, and uh, right, I have heard about this bit. Yes, and but anyways, point is so to kind of get back to the main story. Uh, the story is about a, a dude named Denji who lives with a little chainsaw devil who's like a little dog with a chainsaw coming out of his head, and uh, they sort of work dead end jobs in a rock bottom lifestyle to pay off uh, Denji's uh, father's debts. Right. And uh, does this mean that? Sorry to interrupt, but does you say he lives with the devil? Does this mean that he is scared of chainsaws? Well, well, no, no. So, uh, you, a, okay. Hmm. How do I put this? Um, you, it's not that it's not that a devil appears in relation to your personal fear. It is more that devils arise from the sort of collective unconscious right. of mankind's okay. fears. Right. Somebody is afraid of a chainsaw. Someone is afraid a small, of a chainsaw. A small <laughs> group of people out of there out there are afraid of chainsaws. Yes. Okay. Um but basically uh during one of these sort of dead end jobs that Denji does, uh the job goes horribly wrong and he's left dying. And the little chainsaw devil named Pochida uh basically offers well, as dev- devils tend to do, <laughs> offers to make a deal with Denji to replace Denji's ruptured heart, giving him a second lease on life, on the condition that Denji lives true to his desires. Denji accepts the deal and becomes Chainsaw Man, a human with a devil's heart uh, and the ability to uh, transform into the titular Chainsaw Man, which is... I don't know what to man tell you. He is a man made of chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have definitely seen a few examples of pictures of Chainsaw Man with a great deal of chainsaws. <clears throat> so the, I, though, though I broadly understand the answer to the question I'm about to ask, I'm asking for for the tape, uh, which is, 
why is this a notable thing in uh, in con- contrasted with say Bleach or My Hero Academia? Sure. Um, so the thing about this is shown in Jump. Still, yes, right? this is still like, shown in Jump. I guess the th- it, it's a little man. It, it's hard to describe without visual aid. But I guess I would say is that Tatsuki oh, Fujimoto, yeah. the author of Chainsaw Man, has a really strong aggressive sense of style absurdism and like sense of humor i guess is what i would say like he he knows how to be subversive without coming off as pretentious like at the end of the day like on some level chainsaw man is a schlocky gore fest but it's a schlocky gore fest that's told in a surprisingly intelligent way and has some surprisingly interesting things to say and tells its story in a way that is unlike, I don't know, almost anything else that's ever been published in Weekly Shonen Jump. Um, I've I've heard it compared to like a Corman or Romero like zombie slasher film that in the, in the sense that like it is on one level like super like corny bargain basement shit, but like told with like a sort of spirit and glee and sort yeah, of and- energy that you don't really see a lot. In fact, in a lot of ways, I think I, I might maybe actually compare Fujimoto's sensibility closer to, like, a lynch or something of someone who someone who knows how to be schlocky and weird, but also, like, knows how to do it in, like, really, really interesting ways. And as for why Chainsaw Man has achieved its, like, insane mainstream popularity, I have uh-huh. to be honest, that part... I I don't actually have a good answer for it. As somebody who's perhaps because it was free on the Manga Plus app every week, next Uh, to your favorites like One Piece. I I I was gonna say I've seen a lot of art with of girls with neckties. Uh, (laughs) There's that too. It does have that. Yes, a lot of girls in pantsuits. If that's your thing, I think. But um, also like it it just has a great one sentence pitch, which is. This dude who looks like a fucking chainsaw monster rips up demons. Like, yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, Chainsaw that's a cool Man. Thing. Like, like Chainsaw Man is just you know yet another in the lineage of works inspired by Devil Man. <laughs> in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Like he who be- he he who be- he he be- he he who becomes a monster to fight monsters, essentially. But I guess I guess it's it's hard because like. Fujimoto is just such an interesting writer and artist. Like, he's not quite, like, one tier. Like, and I mean one of One Punch Man and Mob Psycho fame. But, like, his art is, like, kind of rough and, like, amateurish. But it makes up for it with, like, a really outstanding sense of, like, timing, shot framing, and composition. Like, stop me if you've heard this before, but Fujimoto is a really big fan of Western movies. Hmm. And specifically film. And... So mm-hmm. the way he like composes panels, the way he paces action, it, it almost feels like film storyboard. And right, I, I've not read Chainsaw Man, but I've read Look Back and Goodbye Airy, uh, which definitely which... have that same sort of sensibility. Yeah, and again, I guess I don't. I <laughs> maybe 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 Chainsaw Man's just not as weird as I thought it was. Maybe Fujimoto's just not that weird. But I will admit, like. Chainsaw Man's, like, oh, like okay, Chainsaw Man being popular, I could believe and understand. Uh-huh. The level of popularity enjoys 
Right. I, I have to admit, I'm actually truly mystified by it. I mean, when when you say um, weird, I mean you're you're con- you're contrasting it to you know the formulaic Shonen Jump shows, right? And like that's probably not... an aspect of what it is, right? Is like I don't want to just describe how Chainsaw Man is subversive or whatever because just saying it will not make it sound very interesting, right? Right. But, but no, but that'll, that'll be better experience, straight. Yes, but, but there's right, definitely but, a, yeah. there's sort of a gleeful sense of like Fujimoto enjoys. Like, he took this opportunity to get published in Weekly Shonen Jump to take his favorite toys from the shonen genre and, like, Mm -hmm. rip them up and mutilate them in interesting ways, if that makes sense. Like, he's still clearly having fun with the shonen, like, framework, but he is doing it in a way that, I guess, yes, to to maybe to people who are used to only your Naruto's and Bleach's, Mm -hmm. it's... It sort of comes off as unprecedented. Like or, if you're or some, even some person who's just it's Sunday morning, so you open Manga Plus app <laughs> yes. to read One Piece and My Hero Academia and Black Clover or whatever, and then you're like, "Well, I guess see what else is on here because it's free." And then you see Chainsaw Man, yeah, right. And then you you know you read it, and it's probably unlike anything else you've seen right but i don't i don't want to necessarily just frame chains but right right i don't also i don't want a sense of like oh it's yeah. only working on the rubes because look, right I no mean, of course not of course know, not yeah i didn't mean to you know no no I'm, I'm not implying that you said that it's just like but I, I do think like it does stand on its own like i mean you know again i don't want to spoil too much because i really do think chainsaw man is something that's going to be best experienced like on your own but the main protagonist denji is like He's a very likable, like, dipshit, because, you know, as I mentioned in the in the premise, the deal he makes with the devil is that he must live true to his desires, and Denji is a, is a like, comically simple character in a lot of ways, like... You know, yes, you have your you have your your shonen protagonist who wants to get the One Piece or become the Hokage, and then Denji's motivations are like. I want to eat bread that didn't come from a trash can. Or I'd like to sleep under something slightly better than a cardboard box. And it's like that weird sort of like almost comically hangdog underdog vibe the guy has. Like he has like a comical lack of imagination when it comes to his ambitions. Right. And I think a lot of that like works especially in contrast to like the sort of like shonen framework that so so many of us are used to mm-hmm. and... i'm gonna be the number one hero exactly right like meanwhile like denji is like, like i want to it's like sweet stale bread it didn't come uh-huh. out of a trash can uh-huh. oh hot ladies right. And, uh, yeah, I guess, and you know, but I guess on the production side, I guess the other reason why Chainsaw Man is probably getting a lot of attention is that this is probably the big MAPPA production of this year. Um, you Mm -hmm. know. Trailer looks good. They are clearly throwing a lot of their weight behind it. Um. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's utterly bizarre for me to even say that Chainsaw Man is probably the most anticipated anime of the year, but... No, I would say it is without a doubt. It is a it is a. <laughs> if you told the ver- if you told the me of like <laughs> five years ago, years ago yeah. who read Fire Punch, and a manga that revealed that the goal of one of its characters who is immortal, 
and lives in a post-apocalyptic world that their motivation was to bring back technology and culture to the same level as when the Star Wars movies were made so that they would make a new Star Wars trilogy. And you told me that writer is behind the biggest prop, one of the biggest properties to come out of Weekly Shonen Jump. I, 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 right. I don't know if I believe you. That's all I could say. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and here, here we are now. Here we yeah, are. I mean, Chainsaw I, Man is poised to be the mega hit. Yeah, I, I think the the interesting thing to me is that this seems to be a rare confluence of a work which is extremely highly regarded, a you know a um, a viewing audience which is very much into the work, and a top tier production, and you don't see that happen too often. And so I'm very interested to see you know whether they can make something that that's you know, seminal for want of a better mm-hmm. word. You know, something like I think right. they have the chance to make something that could really echo down the years, yeah. and that's a you know that's a high expectation. Right. But, but yeah, it's it's definitely that weird thing of like I I really do like Chainsaw Man, but there's just a part of me that can't help but be a bit nervous about this anime because <laughs> I think because here's the thing: you think they might round the corners off? Well, not well, not that. I'm just more worried that like. People have built up Chainsaw Man too much. Like oh, the right. expectations, yeah. right? Right. Like it's been noted high. that like this is maybe the first anime that, or like uh, of a uh, Shonen Jump that was poised to for success and was extremely successful before the anime happened, because stuff like My Hero Academia or Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer all got huge, huge bumps because, because right. of the anime airing. And, and what and... that meant is that most of those anime became very popular because they were like quite surprising to their audience, right? I mean, right. neither like, you or Chainsaw I... Chainsaw Man already has a huge, huge, huge yeah, audience. And, and like it's, it's almost like that weird Undertale effect of like, no, no, this work is actually really good, but also the way people talk about it as if it's like transcendent, like it... It has me a little, you know, like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be. Like, ex- hedging my it's bets like expectations here, but... may be too high. Yeah, like, that... like the thing, like again, I want to be clear, like it's a schlocky <laughs> it's a... gore fest with some interesting things to say, but you're not going to come away from Chainsaw Man like with a new like view on life or something, you know? Right, right, right. yeah, and uh... it's yeah, it's still about a man made out of chainsaws. Yes, yes. Um... yeah. That said, I mean, I trailer looks great. It does. It I'm really does. It. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, actually I mean, figuring out what this thing is. But you yeah. do not often get violent shock with a budget big enough to match the uh, the net for a, a budget big enough for the necessary fireworks. So what? I'm really excited for that at the very least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. why, couldn't they, why couldn't they have done this for Doro Hodoro? <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. Um, I mean, Dora Hodor was fine, but no, it was fine. Look, tell, you know, hey, I'll say this. You know, I like Chainsaw Man, it's but if you told me the world where I could switch the two budgets, yeah. I might, I might take that deal. But <laughs> I mean, it's they're both Mappa. I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I I'm uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I'm, I am trying to keep expectations reasonable, uh, you know, and. 
yeah, I mean, it, it looks looks fun at the very least. I think I think if nothing else, I think it will be. A, I think I think it's it's going to be a pretty fun production. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's it's almost like the spy family thing of like the premise and the moments themselves are so solid that really the adaptation just needs to not drop the ball and at right. worst it'll be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's the end of the list. Uh, before we go, I have an important message from Peter. They say, watch Shadow's House. That's it. Yes. Well, we will have our season wrap-up next time. Indeed. In which we Already, can Jesus. Re-emphasize oh, yeah. Oh, my that. Yeah, I think the two shows I'm watching will be over by the time the next... By next week. So, anyway. Uh, yes. You check out Shadow's House. We'll... I'll I'll reiterate that next time as well when we're <laughs> wrapping up the season. But uh, yeah, that'll uh, that'll do it for this episode then. So uh, we're gonna be real busy over the next few months. Yeah, this this next season is again like I don't I don't know if we can say that like most of these shows will actually be good. You know, I, I mean a lot of them are pretty safe bets, right? Because they are sequels to things that we like. But in terms of stuff that feels like it is demanding to be watched i can't think of a season as packed as this one in a long yeah, time like it's like in i mean while, because yeah. they're if you've watched the previous season you have like at least some obligation yeah. to like check out check it out right but that said i wonder uh what is going to be the uh the show that we missed that comes out of nowhere there's and, always uh... one <laughs> yeah punches us in the face yeah it's always the most fun thing like the, the dark horse is always the most fun thing yeah so we'll see all right let's uh wrap things up with our housekeeping you can check us out at theglorioblog.com where we will inevitably be writing about many of these shows at some point in the near future uh, you can follow us on twitter at theglorioblog you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher. Uh, and you can, of course, check us out on YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell. Leave us those five-star comments uh, or reviews, whatever. Comments. Tell us we're wrong about these shows. I don't know. Uh, it's all engagement. And, uh, you know, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And we'll catch everybody next time.